for the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Vic Tafer, who covers the Las Vegas Raiders for The Athletic, about what could be a tumultuous offseason for the Silver and Black. They've begun their search, potentially for a head coach to replace interim coach Rich Basasha. They've begun their search for a general manager to replace Mike Mayock, who was so closely tied to John Gruden, the Raiders have decided to move on, and they could be in the hunt for the biggest available name in coaching free agency, Jim Harbaugh. All things we can talk about with Vic Tafer, who joins me next. Today is Monday, January 24th. Always fun when we can talk uh, with Vic Tafer, who covers the Las Vegas Raiders for The Athletic. Do a little check-in on what's going on. And uh, Vic, for you, man, uh, a big season for the Raiders. They make it into the playoffs, but no shortage of stories, huh? You, it, did, you, did you find something to write about this year, man? Was there enough for you to cover, Vic? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, never a dull moment with this team. Obviously, they uh, overcame a lot and made the playoffs, and then here we are. That wasn't good enough, and now we have a coaching search and a GM search, so uh, yeah, it never stops. They're keeping you working 365, it sounds like, all the way up into training camp, where I'm sure you'll have a whole bunch more to cover. As far as the stuff that happened with this team this year, how would you tell the story of the 2021 Raiders? Would it be that they finally got back to the playoffs? Would it be what happened with John Gruden? Would it be uh, another huge year for Derek Carr in the passing game? Uh, what would you sort of pinpoint as the the calling card of this Raiders season? That's a good question. I think it's hard to pinpoint one thing. I think you know, the two biggest events are definitely the John Gruden uh, email scandal and also Henry Ruggs tragedy. So I think those two things, um, each of those could have, you know, derailed a, you know, a season, I think. Um, and the Ruggs tragedy obviously goes beyond football, but just the fact that they were able to come back. They lost five out of six. You thought they were done, but they were able to come back. They won four in a row, made the playoffs. So definitely a, a very impressive job by the players and coaches on this team. Do you think that turnaround at the end of the year, the four straight to get themselves into the playoffs, obviously the huge game at the end of the season that keeps the Chargers out, nice rivalry game to vault themselves into playoff contention. Uh, but but do you think when, when you look at the end of the season, does that go to the offense? Does it go to the defense? Is it because of, of Rich Bishash's coaching? Uh, what do you hit on there that, that made the Raiders sort of turn this thing around in the final quarter? I look at the uh, the leadership, whether it was Basaccio or the players, like, you know, you look at uh, Derek Carr, Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe, definitely guys who definitely took hold of this team. And, and in years past, you look, you know, the last decade when they had chances and, and didn't go so well. I think there was a leadership issue in the locker room and also above that. So I think that, that for me, that's the, the main thing. You, you, you beat the Browns that one week of the COVID game and confidence starts to build. And that's what happens in football. It's all about confidence and almost more so than talent, really. So I think they believe in each other, which is something that hasn't always happened here. So I give full credit to Basachi and also the, uh, the team leaders on this team. Yeah, we'll get into the head coach thing in just a minute. I do want to hit on some of the Jim Harbaugh stuff. But as far as the, the general manager search goes, uh, Mike Mayock uh, relieved of his duties, and I don't think that comes as a total shock. He was so closely tied to John Gruden. It might have been more of a surprise that he was hired when he was hired than the fact that he was let go. What do you make of that decision-making, uh, and what do you make of his tenure as uh, as Oakland and then Las Vegas Raider general manager? Yeah, I agree. It wasn't a surprise in the sense that I think he's kind of been rumored to be on the outs every year pretty much. I was always kind of been in jeopardy. But the one thing I'll say is that I think he, he looked at it as a playoffs or bust kind of season, and they made the playoffs. So you could have argued that maybe he deserved a chance to come back and do it on his, on his own. Because in the past, obviously, he had Gruden kind of looking over his shoulder. But, uh, again, too many bad draft picks. They had six first-round picks in the last three years. Only one you can really say has panned out, Josh Jacobs. 13 top 100 picks, and not very many also turned out. So I think that was enough uh, for Mark Davis to move on. And plus, like you mentioned, uh, Mack was kind of Gruden's hire. So now that Gruden's gone, 
Uh, there's no real tie to Mark Davis there. So what's the right fit here? Who, who's the guy you think should be at the top of the list, and, and who would you expect them to, to go hot and heavy after? I know that a lot of teams are looking for general managers. Some have already been hired. Uh, who's the guy you're looking at as maybe the best fit for this team, or are there a couple of names? It's a great question because it could go a lot of different ways. I mean, the Harbaugh rumor is still out there, so if you if you pursue Harbaugh, which I don't think they have at this point, but you never know. I mean, it's been quiet, but that could mean a lot of things. But if you go Harbaugh, it's one direction, or you can go back to the mold that they used it in 2016 before that when they were the playoffs. You hire a GM first, let him build a roster, then and hire a coach. So if that's the case, that they've gone with these uh, GM searches already. They talked to, uh, to um, Champ Kelly out of um, uh, Chicago, and they got uh, Ziegler of the Patriots. So if you try to go with the Patriots mold, that's one way to go about it. So I think Mark Davis has a lot of options. Um, even Basaccio, I think, is still in play. So it's hard to say which is the best way to go because there's so many different ways uh, you, you can go. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. You know, multiple players have spoken out about Basashia. Do, do you think uh, Davis is hearing them? Do you think that's something that, that Mark is taking into account, that maybe they do want to continue to play for this guy? And if he hires a GM, that, that maybe that's something that comes tagged with it? Yeah, I think in most cases, like in, in the NFL, you, you hear players make pitches for guys, and I think the owner is like, yeah, that's great, whatever, I don't really care. Because, you know, I think it's kind of a, you know, it's like a corporate, corporation kind of deal. Like the players are way in the bottom, owners way in the top. There's a lot of levels in between. So in most cases, I'm not sure that players' cries are really heard too much. But in this case, uh, Mark is definitely uh, a player's owner. He's in the locker room a lot. He's Some of his best friends over the years have been former players. So he definitely is a guy who really loves hanging out with the players, talking to them, getting their input. So I think they have a say in this. So I think that the fact that they've come out so strongly for Versace definitely helps his case. And I think um, it makes Mark really consider like, you know, the possibility that, hey, we may have found something. Maybe we, we actually went to the playoffs, you know, second time in 19 years, which is an amazing number. So maybe the guy who did that deserves another year. So I think that's definitely still a thought in the back of Mark's head. Yeah, it would be funny to go the other way. They hired John Gruden because they wanted to hire him because they, they felt like he was the guy to turn things around and then allowed him to kind of be a part of that GM search, as you mentioned, bringing in Mayock. But now they may go the other way where they hire a GM first and then go from there. Uh, to the Jim Harbaugh stuff, man, this is is one of the most tantalizing, I think, exciting stories of the offseason. Obviously, Michigan uh, was his dream job. Uh, he, he left his mark on the Bay Area, both with Stanford and, and, of course, with the 49ers. Three straight NFC Championship games. But I think the the best word you could use to describe Jim Harbaugh would be like unpredictable. Uh, what do you think of him as, as a fit for this organization? Yeah, I think it could be a good fit. I think obviously he had success with the 49ers. I think it's unclear how much say he'd want in personnel. That's one big issue, I would say. And also, I think if you're Mark Davis, you just went down the whole John Gruden you know, road where he had total say, kind of the, the, the big guy in the, in the, in the building, the, the, the loudest voice. So I'm not sure you want to go that same route again with Jim Harbaugh. You might. I mean, but. Uh, you might want to go back to what worked before that as far as having a, a low-key GM like Reggie McKenzie and kind of like going through the process and not being one guy have the final say and, and that guy being you know, the ego that controlled uh, the whole building. So I'm not sure he wants to go down that route. I mean, all this noise with Harbaugh has totally come from everywhere but Las Vegas. So they're playing a great game of poker and been, no one said a, a word and there's nothing to whisper about it. And like, I took my cat. Or it could just be, you know, noise from a guy trying to get a new contract in Michigan and obviously uh, would take any NFL offer as, as leverage or else he might want to come back to the NFL. But uh, there's been not a peep out of uh, Las Vegas, which, again, could be a master stroke or it could be a, a real sign that they want to go somewhere else. 
Yeah, you're right. It could be a good hire, but you're right about the the sort of the the John Gruden. I don't want to say similarity, but the notion that he may be another guy who wants some of that control. Do you think this job is viewed as an attractive job around the league? You have an entrenched franchise quarterback, as you mentioned. Josh Jacobs was a first rounder, had sort of a down year because of the foot injury this season, but but came on stronger on the back end. How do you think the league views this job? Yeah, it has to be. I mean, they, they won ten games, and the roster's not great, but there's enough of talented young players in the roster to get you excited about it. If you watch that last game on TV, the, you know, against the Chargers, that the crowd was incredible. That was the first real amazing uh, home crowd they've had in Las Vegas. And they got a brand new stadium. So that has to excite you as far as the possibilities of having this huge, uh, you know, home field advantage in a brand new, amazing stadium. The fans, too much jump on board if you keep winning. So I think all that definitely uh, would show that it's a very attractive job. We were just talking about maybe how Mark Davis would view Jim Harbaugh and how he would view some of these situations. From your perspective, and I've just sort of thought this about Harbaugh for a while, since he left really to go to Michigan, because it's not like his his success in San Francisco totally waned. I mean, three straight championship games, as we mentioned. He goes to a Super Bowl and loses. Even in his final year, he's 8-8. Eight and eight. Oftentimes in the NFL, you get fired from a job. You might have a chance to get a second one, but if you screw up there, you're not getting a third. I'm thinking kind of the Hugh Jackson sort of road, the way he went uh, and lost his job in Cleveland. But in terms of Jim Harbaugh taking the reins as a head coach again, do you think he's viewed as a guy who's maybe not a long-term solution? Like, is he a guy who can sort of sour his uh, his voice or, or, or sort of rub guys the wrong way after a period of time? Like, he's, he's rah-rah and he's great when you get him, but but after a period of time, maybe maybe he's not the best long-term solution? Yeah, I think that's definitely out there with Jim. I think people have different opinions on Jim. I definitely I think that's definitely part of it. Like, he might sour on, he might lose interest, he might get you know his eyes somewhere else at some point. And I think the, the, the big question mark, like you said, is the whole personnel thing. Because when he left the 49ers, there were a lot of noise about, oh, I would do things differently. Like, you know, I would have done this, and I would have won more power next time. But that was a long time ago, so I don't know how much he's changed, how much he's truly happy in Michigan. If he it like last year, was there... You want to build off that, but again, with him, you never know. So he's going to want $9, $10 million a year, which I think Michigan will give him. He had a pay cut last year, which he was mad about, which I think is part of this whole process. He wants to kind of you know, twist him a little bit and, and make sure they realize they, they hurt him last year by making him take a pay cut. So, But uh, I think he definitely has a very good NFL reputation. I think he has a staff probably in place. The way Vic Fangio is supposed to be tied to him. He's a great defensive coordinator. I mean, Pep Hamilton's a name you hear about. So he could come in with a great top-notch NFL staff right away, which makes him attractive. But again, you really don't know exactly. I mean, Mark Davis, he coached with the Raiders with almost 20 years ago. He was a, an assistant with the Raiders. So Mark Davis knows him. I'm sure he knows him well. He has his opinions and he's not sharing those right now, but uh, I guess we'll find out soon enough what exactly he thinks about, about Jim Harbaugh. Well, as I mentioned before, man, uh, lots of storylines to cover this year. If Harbaugh's the head coach of the Raiders next year, that could be a lot of fun, dude, to cover Harbaugh in Vegas with a team that has playoff aspirations. Vic, you do a great job all year, man. Always appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the uh, the busy offseason, and we'll catch up with you later. All right, bud. Take care. Great stuff from Vic Tafer. Make sure you follow him at Vic Tafer. Uh, he's been doing a great job all season long, as we mentioned. The uh, the Damon Arnett stuff, the Rich Gannon stuff, the Henry Rugg stuff, all of that uh, made for a, a difficult team to follow and to cover. However, at the end of the year, the Raiders really put it together, and then they said, yeah, GM, get out of the building, and, and have not made a decision yet on whether or not Rich Passaccia is going to stick around, despite uh, some of the players speaking up and saying they wanted him there. But something we will certainly follow all offseason long, and if uh, Jim Harbaugh ends up the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. That's just great theater, man. As far as storylines and guys to follow and characters in the NFL, Jim Harbaugh, one of the great ones.
Thank you to Vic Tafer. Thank you to Brian, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. It is championship week in the NFL. We can get into that, as well as the Warriors' bit of a skid over the last couple of games. That's a topic we can discuss in the days ahead, as well as Major League Baseball's Players Association receiving yet another offer from the MLB owners with spring training slated to be right around the corner. We have yet to reach a deal in Major League Baseball. All things we can talk about in the days and weeks ahead, but until Wednesday, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you then.